Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is another thrilling episode of our self-care summer series. Now, this episode is going to be the shortest episode of our entire series, but for good reason. And that is because, you know, common sense. So why, you may be asking, why is this episode so short? Why is Justin trying to get us to use our portable listening device, likely a smartphone, less this week than other weeks? What's the play here? Well, this week we are discussing the easiest and possibly hardest form of self-care you can do. That's right, we're talking about digitally detoxing. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? These days, a digital detox is not a new topic. It was in the beginning. Social media and smartphones just kind of snuck up on all of us. First, we were playing Snake on our phones and checking our MySpace, and then it was Facebook on our computers and Bejeweled on our phones, and then somewhere along the lines, possibly in 2010 when Instagram launched for iOS, or two years later when it launched for Android, somewhere in time, we kind of got tricked, and we suddenly had literal endless entertainment at our fingertips. Today's smartphone can do some pretty cool stuff, and with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth technology, we're really living like in the Jetsons age of technology, but at what cost? When was the last time you sat in discomfort in a doctor's waiting room and left your smartphone in your pocket or your purse, or better yet, the car or at home? We've constantly been cuffed to these devices to the point that the devices themselves implanted tools to let us know how often we're using it. Screen time is now something you have measured and throttled and notified. I personally get these notifications every week. They mean nothing to me, though. If my screen time says, I was on my phone three hours a day last week, I think of that in terms of, you know, what do I do on my phone? Oh, in the morning I play my word games, you know, Wordle, Hurdle, Nerdle, Curdle, Octurtle, plus my <laughs> daily Sudoku, and then, you know, some social media, lots of Googling, some pictures. I can break it down in a way that I can rationalize away and say it's fine. The only time I think it's a problem is when I use TikTok because you can go on forever in that damn app and it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. And little 15-second videos, uh, you don't realize how many you can watch in, you know, four hours. Many people don't even remember the time when apps first came out and there was no endless scrolling. Do you guys remember that? I mean, I think everyone that's listening to this is at least old enough to remember that, but that was a thing. You got to the bottom of your Facebook feed or your Facebook wall or whatever it was called, and that was it. Even on Instagram, uh, eventually, especially early on, you saw everyone's posts. End of page. But endless scrolling is an easy route to mindless scrolling, and none of these companies have your best interest in mind. In fact, I don't know if you guys know this, but many app developers work closely with psychologists to create the games or apps in a way that triggers your brain's reward centers and helps release dopamine and rewards you for being on longer. They're built specifically around the addiction model, and it works. All of this is to say that no phone or app or computer is working in your favor when it comes to setting limits and allowing yourself some space from your devices. So that's where you come in. Setting limits for yourself when it comes to your digital life can be difficult for a lot of people, especially in a world where your digital presence could be directly related to your job or your income. 
For others, it may be an exciting thing to start doing, but the difficulty comes when you begin. In a study published in the journal Marketing Education Review, they tested this idea of not using your smartphone, and it was introduced to a number of college students. Most were excited to do it. They felt optimistic. I imagine this is similar to when you come up with a diet plan or workout plan. The plan is exciting, and you're ready to like dive in. But as we see in this study, within 24 hours of no use, 24 hours, one day, no phones, students became notably irritable. And then after 48 hours, two days, they felt aggravated, isolated, and displayed a sense of melancholy. We're so dependent on social media, especially over the last few years, that many of us find it difficult to walk away from it for any extended period of time. Now, I've personally put this into practice. Well, kind of. I put two things into practice to help limit my use. So first, every January, I take a week-long cleanse. This isn't completely free of devices, but it limits them to their like core uses. This idea was taken from John Mayer, of all people, in December of 2009, when he wrote about how he was going to step away from everything for a week in January. Kind of do like a uh, digital cleanse, I think he called it. And your phone can only be used for a phone during this time. A text message has to be responded to with a phone call. Do you guys ever do that? <laughs> uh, emails have to be checked on a computer. And then zero social media. Um, I don't know how this would work now. It's definitely got to, I think it's got to have some adjustments for the way communication has advanced in the last 12 years. Um, but it stays pretty much the same for me in January. Except I think I usually text back because, I, I mean, personally, I, rare, I rarely text. Like texting is one of the things that keeps me on my phone. No one ever sends me shit. Oh, now I'm sad. Why don't you guys text me? But the other thing I was doing really well with and could probably stand to start doing again is social media Mondays. So I would only use social media on Monday. I would do all my scrolling, posting, commenting, and everything else on Mondays. For the podcast, I used an app called Buffer to schedule out my posts throughout the week and I would only use the social media apps on Mondays. This came with its own challenges since it became a muscle memory, like literally to open these apps without thinking, this, is, this was nuts, without thinking while doing something like watching TV or sitting in a waiting room, I would get my phone out, I'd swipe it open, I'd go to the apps and I'd tap and like I would hit right where Instagram is or I'd hit right where Facebook is and it would, literally without even thinking about it. And it's like my thumb just knew what to do. So every Monday night, I would delete my social media apps off of my phone. And every Monday morning, I would download them again. Eventually, I told myself like, oh, I can keep them downloaded. It's fine. And now we're back to <laughs> full throttle. How shameful. Uh, so why is it so hard to take these things out of our lives, like even temporarily? According to the journal Psychiatry Research, smartphone overuse is associated with depression and anxiety disorder. And if you're already suffering from these, smartphone usage exasperates them. For my fellow addicts out there, shout out, the same study found that smokers or users of any nicotine products and people with any sort of alcohol dependence use the smartphones even more and in turn have an even greater association with depression and anxiety. And if mental illness isn't your bag, that's okay. There's more concern waiting for you in other categories. One study published in the journal Muscle and Nerve found that smartphone users who are in the high-use category have significantly more pain in their fingers and thumbs and enlarged tendons in their dominant hand. They're physically hurting themselves to check their TikTok. 
that's nuts. At the end of the day, this is something we all say we're going to do. And some people do it and some people don't, but it's not hopeless. You know, there are some weirdos out there that have no social media presence at all and don't use it. And their phones are pretty much just phones and text machines. And that's crazy to me. Like, like the person that can drink half of their first beer and then just leave dinner and like pay and, and just leave that half a beer on the table. Like what? Finish your beer, bro. But for most of us, we like it. We're on it daily or near daily and we can rationalize our own use and it's fine until it's not. So I'm going to challenge all of you out there to take a little digital detox. Delete the apps if you need to. I know I do. Take a week off. Maybe you won't last the whole week. That's fine. But try to. Try to see how long you can last. You don't have to set your phone ablaze, uh, but try only using it for a phone and for text. And if you're an incessant texter, maybe let your friends know you're taking some time away from devices and ask if they can try to text you less frequently. But you're available for a call. See how long you last. In fact, I'm going to join you. There will be no new episode next week because I'm going to take a week off too. No social media, no podcasting, because let's be serious, this keeps me online and on my computer more than anything else. And just be present in, in the moment, all of the moments, in the car, with the kids, in the waiting room, during the TV show, everywhere. See how you feel. See what you notice. Grab a journal and make some notes and, and f- about the feelings, the observations. Lean into the resistance. I'd love to know how this went for you. So when you're done, whether it's one day or one month, or, you know, maybe you can't even get started. That's okay too. But try, try and see how long you make it. Let me know how it went. Send me an email and let me know, please. Justin's friend request at gmail.com. J-U-S-T-I-N-S friend request at gmail.com. I wish you clarity and bliss, and I will talk to you in two weeks. Good luck. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to know?